Welcome to another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. I have to laugh because picture this. I'm standing here when I record my podcast, I tend to do four or five episodes at a time. <laughs> That's why a c- couple months ago or last month, it sounded like I was sick the entire month. That wasn't the case. I was just recovering from a cold. I was recording straight episodes and it just happens that way. So as I'm standing here, today's the day I'm going to record. I have everything out in my bullet points because I need to freeform, can't use a teleprompter. And just as I begin this week's topic of intuitive business solutions and the challenges that we face in running a business and what it even looks like now and all that kind of stuff, the tractor needs to go down the road at 0.1 miles an hour, cutting everything. And I'm so grateful they do it, but seriously, dude. And then I got laughing because I'm like, this is one of those situations of running a business. There wasn't anything I could do about the sound quality at the time because it was a whine that would have been picked up by the microphone, even though I'm in the back of the house and it was in the front of the house. What do you do? You answer emails and you file papers and you find other things that can be done at the time, maybe research the next podcast that's coming up, the next group of them, that is. I've already researched the ones I'm doing. And <laughs> I thought, well, this is the perfect example of what would I want to tell people if they were beginning a business today is you cannot plan for everything. You just cannot. But you better have a, an ability to go with the flow to think of something on the spot or be a solution-based person so that you don't get all twisted up when something like that happens or you had an important meeting coming up and the person has to cancel and then you get all disappointed. All the myriad of things that could happen, the ebb and flow of the finances and all the things that we're going to talk about. So years ago, I taught an in-person series And I called it Intuitive Business Solutions. And the reason I did that is because if you've listened long enough, I love good old acronym. And this came out to be IBS, which is also Irritable Bowel Syndrome. And I'm not poking fun at those who experience that. I am simply looking at the fun side of irony and business and everything that sometimes It is really hard to keep your what together when you're running a business and it can feel like you have it all together and then all of a sudden you have no control over your colon. So I stuck with it and I left it and I used it in the marketing and it still makes me chuckle a little bit. And if somebody's super sensitive about this, well, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe my podcast isn't the one to listen to because if we can't find humor in all of this thing of being a human, oh, it's going to be a very long trip and then we come back over and over again. So that seems a complete waste of soul time. So I have been in business at this point for 22 years. And one year was part-time, maybe even two years, I can't remember now, but working after hours and on the weekends of work hours and then a solid 20 years in full-time for myself. 
And I'll be the first one to tell you, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yes, I had some insight because I had worked in corporate. I had worked for organizations, nonprofits and for profit. And so I had some information going in there, but I didn't know what the heck I was really doing. But over the years, I'm still in business doing well, that there's some stuff that comes up that I feel could help someone if you're considering going into business. And the other part of this is for the last 10 years, I have been doing a significant amount of business consulting and corporate consulting that's not on my website simply because I, I, at some point I had to narrow it down. And this would be an advice I gave someone else because there were almost too many requests and that's a great, great issue to have. And you still have to look at where are you spending all of your energy? I freaking love it. I love everything business. I love talking about systems. I love talking about where things get in the way. I love talking about technology. I love coming up with solutions. I'm very good at seeing a future of a business and then saying, what if we did this? And what if we did this? And how about you do that? Now, taking that skill along with my intuitive ability, I am really good at assessing whether someone is the right fit for a position. So one of the things I offer is to go over people's applications and to give my input about how they can best be used in a company, what would be the best fitting, and what matches personalities the best. And that's also really fun to get to know people, but to also see how can a company run efficiently, financially successful, as well as be a wonderful place to work because it is possible. And some of the clients that I've had on for quite a while, my, I think my favorite one is you wouldn't think that we were a good fit because he's in a very male dominated world. And yet he's brilliant in how he runs his company because he's learned to embrace the intuitive side of himself and listen. So most of the time, he's just running with this. He's, he's, listen, everybody has to do their own business. I'm not running everybody's business. But the ability to have that bird's eye view over the years, what's happened is this company has gone from a $3 million income, not really making much profit because they're different. What you're bringing in, if your expenses are way up there with what you're bringing in, that is not a profitable business. And as of now, the last time I talked to him, he's up in the 26 million area. So working collaboratively, he knows his business brilliantly. I don't know a damn thing about what he, his business entails, but I can go in there and I can say, that doesn't feel right. How, what does this mean for your business? If I say it this way, what does this mean? And he'll be like, oh my goodness, that's what we have to do. And I've learned stuff over the years, and it's very fascinating to me to be involved in. I have clients who are executive coaches. I have clients who are extremely well-known in their field and on the stage kind of stuff. And I have clients who are executives within a company that they don't own. And then it, it runs the myriad and the individual business owner and the solopreneur, which is just my heart because I've been there for so long. 
and just all the different areas that I'm realizing as I pull together more classes and stuff. Dang, I have a lot to pull on. And then I thought I should talk about this so that others can maybe tap into it for themselves. Thing about being an an intuitive person in your business, if you have a business or you're thinking about a business, please know you are already intuitive. So therefore, you are an intuitive person in your business. What needs to happen likely is for you to expand that knowing, that intuitiveness, that that brilliance, and combine it with your creativity, combine it with your strategies, combine, oh, I love strategizing too, combine it with what do you want of your heart, your mind, your soul, all of it. So what I'm going to talk about today are questions you could ask yourself, but also why would you hire an intuitive coach for business? Why wouldn't you hire? I'm fun. But (laughs) also you have to have results, right? (laughs) Or you don't really have a business. And I often, when someone comes on for business consulting, will say to them, please don't look at all of my marketing plans because I spend so much time with my clients, my own plans stink. However, my desire to provide as much free content as I possibly can, I know has led people to me and I know it works. And I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but there is a an individual approach when working with an intuitive business coach because a truly gifted intuitive business coach will know that this is not cookie cutter. We are not going to just give you templates that say, do this, do this, do this. And the reason for that is behind every business so far, nothing run by AI yet, even if you don't think your boss has any feelings, they do. But if you're going to run a business, you have to consider the fact that humans are involved. And that means awareness is important. And there was a report or a study done by Cornell University where they found that the number one characteristic of successful entrepreneurs and executives was self-awareness. They thought it was going to be tenacity or grit or willing to get in the fight, but it ended up being self-awareness because the people involved in the study were able to know when they had to call in someone else or when the decision didn't quite match the data or the headspace, but they had a gut feeling about it and they followed that up with some strategy and with some data. There's a lot of proof out there that running a business successfully can happen with joy and with a focus on providing service and being of service. So do you want to have a business? Do you already have a business? I don't think business ownership is for everyone. And there have been times, I can think of three clients who came to me and said, okay, I want to do this business stuff. And I ask my questions and I tap in. And one said to them, respectfully, you're not ready for this. You need to get a little bit more experience of working for others and being of the world before you do it. 
they don't have to listen to me. But if you're going to pay for my services, you may as well listen to some of it. And the other two did start. And then we had the conversation at different timelines in to say, is this what you want? Does this resonate in your heart? It has to be something that comes from within to want to have a business because it's exhausting. It is something that can take over your life. Doesn't have to, but can. And it's something that requires a constant assessment of where are you, where you're going, what did you do in the past that didn't work, where are we? It's like when your GPS says recalculating, which mine had to do today because I totally took a wrong turn because it's very confusing in the center of Albany, I find. And I just zinged when I should have zagged. So do you really want to have one? Get out of the idea that I want to be rich and famous and I want to make all this tons of money and have a flexible schedule, have a free schedule. That one always makes me chuckle a little bit. It is possible in time. But if you are only focusing on the way, way future of things, or if you think there's a magic wand to running a business, you are likely to be disappointed. Most businesses fail within the first year. Most businesses, 80% of businesses fail in the first year. Wrap your head around that one. And the, there's another 12%, I believe, that fail within five years. You have an 8%. And you can be 100% of the 8%. You could absolutely do this. And I have found those that have the feeling within that they're almost meant to do this are the ones that have the resiliency that is necessary in business. Now, I have a successful coaching practice, and I'll be very honest, that last month I was a little concerned. I was a little concerned. I was below numbers, and I didn't have any contracts that I was negotiating. And I was like, something's happening here. And it took the opportunity to get quiet and to really work on some systems, which I'm very excited about that will streamline so that when it picked up again, I was ready to roll. And these are some of the skill sets that are necessary. And if you're planning on having a business, like that's one of the questions. What are your skills? What are they? And often people will say to me, I, I actually don't have any marketable skills. And I'm like, I think you do. We all do. I don't have any business skills to which I will ask them, have you paid your electric bill lately? Do you have an idea of how much comes in and how much goes out right now? Do you understand that living beyond your means is not a way that is sustainable? Good. You already know about a profit and loss, and we can talk about a balance sheet later. Well, likely I'm going to refer you to some of the amazing accountants that I work with for that stuff, but we can talk about it initially and what they are and how to set your energy so that you understand it. Because if you're someone who wants to be in business but hates numbers and doesn't want to do any of that, fine, that's okay. I'm not going to say don't go into business, but I am going to say from the start, you will go get an accountant, word of mouth, get a referral from someone else. You will make sure that accountant can either do taxes or you will have someone who does taxes 
you will have a relationship with your bank and you will hire someone or you will spend the time with the tutorials to know how to use an accounting system. Because if you don't have an understanding of your finances, and a lot of people don't, and I can't tell you about the program, but it'll be coming out and I'll definitely be sending people to it where you'll learn about these things from another, actually one of the people that I refer people to, to where you can absolutely learn to love numbers. You can learn to appreciate the fact that money is energy. What are your skills? If you list them out and include the fact that are you someone who gets kids to and from a place? They know the scheduling. We might need to work on priorities, but the scheduling. And then what skill don't you have? I personally do not like returning phone calls. I never have. It's not a love of mine. So as soon as I found out about online booking systems, I was there. And these days, most people email. They don't really call in. But it's, <laughs> if someone calls in, unless it's an appointment I have coming right up, they're getting Enrique and he will return their phone call or their email. <laughs> it's just, I don't like voicemail jail. It, it bugs me. Text me. I love text. So knowing your skills, knowing what you're good at, what you're not good at. Because rather than avoid returning a phone call, I delegate. And yes, for the first 18 years of my business, I did it. I did just in like it. What are your intentions with your business? What is the intention you have that's, yes, about supporting you financially? Fantastic. About being of service in the world. What's your intention? What do you want to do? I want everyone to know that they have an intuitive ability and that they are a soul that deserves to be happy, lit up, and connected to their soul and really embrace this human experience. That's the intention I have of bringing service. Now, my intention, my financial intentions for my business, obviously, to support myself, to be able to pay for grandkids college and travel and all of that kind of stuff, they have to earn part of it. I will not just be doing handouts. And the bigger thing for me financially is I want to fund some kind of library, some kind of school system. I want to be able to put books, whether they be electronic or paper, or hopefully on hemp pretty soon, into every kid's hand. I just want to do that. I've always wanted to do that. So part of my intention and my marketing plan, my business plan for my business is to be able to do that one day. And I know I will. I know I will. What are your goals? What are you? They're different than intentions. Intentions come from within. A goal is something I like to call them accomplishment points and something that we're reaching for. But goal is a fantastic word there, too. Everybody knows it. What are some of your goals once you have the intentions lined up? And then being very realistic about what it will take to get there. When I'm working with someone, I'm not a fast pace, push you through, crack the whip. As a matter of fact, most of my coaching works on an every other week premise because life happens. And I do not ever want to add the pressure of what did we talk about last week? Did you get it done this week? I have raised enough kids. I am not raising adults. So the every other week I have found through practice and through trial 
with my own business really works with those that are pretty self-directed. What will it take you to get there? And it might take that you have to do some block booking. It might take that you have to learn some boundaries. It may take the fact that we have to look at your limiting belief systems that you picked up in childhood or along the way, and we have to do some neuropathway work to shift that because you can have a successful business and not deal with any of your internal work, but you will have a more successful business if you deal with your internal messages. And people are often surprised when they come for the initial assessment. And I'm tapping in intuitively and I'm asking them, what is it that you would like to accomplish? And how do you want to feel? And all of that, those were things. When I ask a direct question and they start crying, it's not that I want people to hurt, but when there's tears, you hit something deep. And that's where I go as an intuitive coach. We don't do the fluff. We laugh. We definitely see the irony in things, and I will be right there when there's frustration or a, something that didn't work out. But it's really knowing yourself and that back to the study of Cornell, it's knowing that you're willing to look into the self-awareness aspect and you can't have self-awareness without self-knowledge. And you get to knowledge by asking questions and by being willing to answer those questions. What will it take to get there? It will take a willingness to look at your shit. It just, and then are you aware of how you get in your own way? And most of the time, this comes up from those tears. When the tears come up, it can be frustration. It can be anger. It can be sadness. It can be exhaustion. There are times by Friday evening, I, there are some weeks where I'm just toast. <laughs> and on Saturdays, I don't answer email. I don't answer texts. I don't, there's no business stuff going on on Saturdays. And it, not that it's never, there have been times where I just felt like working on something, but from a, an interaction with other humans, there is nothing happening on Saturday because if I don't have that break, I can't go into the next week feeling filled up and feeling ready to help. And when you're able to acknowledge where you get in your own way, there are often the limiting belief systems there. And one of my skills is seeing patterns. I see patterns in everything, in nature, in people's energy fields, in speech. I My brain loves a pattern. Seeing the patterns and how people act and then being able to intuit why they're doing it that way helps to lead a little bit, but then walk alongside in their own healing and expansion. And then, and then, this is where it gets really exciting. No, it's not about seeing things intuitively, psychically and all that. That's fun. But what gets really excited is we get to streamline the process. I love streamlining a process. I love getting rid of excess, whether it's clutter, emotions that I'm carrying around that I've just become aware of, or a process that's not working. And yes, I, in my own business, have times where, oh man, the energy I have wasted on things, uh, truthfully, because I am human. But being able to streamline a process, being able to eliminate the 
extra work of energy leaking is just brilliant. And that's where the balance and the integration of life comes in. Because if you have your own business and you have like a personal life, you want to integrate the two. Not that you're always working in your personal life or always distracted in business from your personal life, but you're integrating the two. They both have equal value in your life rather than trying to find balance. Because if you're trying to balance it, something always loses. Something always has a deficit there. So integrating it is part of the streamlining your process. And in order to do that is is that technology. I have some clients who are so afraid of technology. And in this day, some of it has to be technological, even if it's just setting up a Google business platform, even if it's getting on there about where your address is, that it comes up in Google. And I actually said that to friend. And I said, when we tried to look you up, we couldn't find you. And she's I don't, I don't need to be on the internet. All my stuff is local. And I'm like, really? Because people need to find you. You live out in the middle of you know where. And if we can't find you, we're not going to be able to pick up the stuff. So we set up a Google, just a Google address. And she got so much from that, that no, she's not running a website. Good for her. Good for her. She knows that she doesn't want to do that. But if there's a fear of technology, well, that's where you get the people who can help you with that. And it doesn't have to cost a fortune. You have to be smart about who you're working with. And you have to, again, go off of referral and you want efficiency for your money. But if somebody's saying $10,000 to do a website these days, please just walk away. Just walk away. By recognizing that you don't have to know it all, But you do have to be willing to delegate, to hire people, to investigate those that could help you. And that goes with marketing and that goes with collaborations and all of that. So if you've been trying to run a business the way you see everyone else doing it and it feels awful to you and it's just not working for you, intuitive coaching can actually help there because We can look at it from a perspective of what is it that works best for you and then create some systems that go along with that because comparison, it, it, it's not going to work. Yes, you want the word of mouth to the people who are good at their job, but you don't want to compare to another business, especially if it doesn't feel like it resonates. I have a strong belief that I, anybody who's an intuitive psychic or any of that should not solicit readings. They just, it, it can get me, it can really get me. So as far as that, I will never offer someone a reading. I will say to the universe and to source and my guides, get them to my phone number, get them to my website, People used to say to me that I was stalking them because my business card would show up everywhere. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But I know it's because I am not going to Long Island Medium someone. I am, even if I have a perception of it, I'm not going to do that. It's rude and you don't know where the person is. And every day on TikTok, I have somebody in my DM saying, 
O lovely one, you bringer of light, you rainbow person, I feel drawn to do a reading for you. No, absolutely not. And I do respond with, this isn't professional. If you're looking to have a professional business, you, especially in the world of energy and intuition, you have to show up as that respectful person or you will go out of business or you'll be screwing people and you'll have to face that on the other side. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. So being in alignment, and that's one of my roles, it's just being in alignment with that. It's something that I find incredibly intrusive. You may run a business, you may run an insurance business, and you don't want to be the person who is always talking insurance at every barbecue or everything. So it's knowing what works for you and understanding that this business will have an energy of its own. And Baird Enterprises or Vicki Baird Coaching, depending on whether we're social media or where the what the IRS wants to know has its own life force and as its CEO, president, treasurer, secretary, janitor, <laughs> I have to meet and uphold the energy of this business. And it's the it's the true of anyone, whether you're running your business out of Etsy or whether you have a brick and mortar. That business will have its own life force, its own energy, its own aspect in this world. And if you recognize that and you can respect that, it often feels less scary. And you may not get in your way. I have to say may not because some people still do. You may not create conflict around succeeding. Because more often than not, I see people who are more afraid of success than they are of failure. Like we all know what it feels like for something not to work. Like you've fallen down before, you you get back up. Literally, you fall down, you get back up. You bump your knee, you go wider around that cabinet next time. You forgot to pay a bill, you get more clear about what your process is. So those things I think our brain actually understands. The fear of success that I see is sometimes because people will feel like it's too much to, if this is already a lot, whatever I do moving forward in success is going to be that much more challenging. It's going to be that much harder. And that's not true because as you grow, you bring in help, you figure things out, or you let something go. But being able to see your business as its own entity, as its own life force, can help you to not take on some of that panic. 
and not take on, oh, this is really big, which then can let you grow. (laughs) And then you're released from the franticness of having a business. And yes, there's a lot to know about it, especially here in the States where you have the files and, and, and how do you rate yourself and what are the tax implications and all that. But you know what? I have always found it to be super simple to find the answers. And I have talked to people at the IRS many times. They are, there are some lovely people there. You just have to align your energy before you get on that phone call. So if you're considering having business, I think it's important to also look at how would I feel if it didn't work out? What would I do? I've often said, oh, I would be in the technology world. I would get some kind of degree to be in this world of expanding technology because I love it so much. And yes, it frustrates me and sometimes it doesn't work and that makes me annoyed, but I'll figure out the workaround for it. What would you do if it didn't work? Because many times there's a message of don't think about that because if you do that, you'll manifest it. If you don't look at it, some part of you is looking at that, especially when the income ebbs and flows. Some part of you is looking at that. You have to look at it and what would you do otherwise? Because I feel once you figure that out, the brain just calms down. And it just says, all right, let's get going on this business idea. And if you don't have support, and that can be the support of the people around you, that can be these people that you're contracting, it could be employees or the support of the city you live in. If you don't have things of that nature, that needs to be put in place. Because once you look at, well, how could it fail? What could happen? And what would I do if it did? You, you can kind of work backwards to what needs to be put in place. A lot of being in business is constantly dreaming about what could happen and then figuring out well, how the heck do I get there <laughs> and then being excited to do it. And intuitive coaching is professional coaching, word of mouth. Remember what I said about the accountant? Do word of mouth or follow your own intuition. There are plenty of people who have come off this podcast. Thank you very much. So lovely to have you. Who I'm working with now because their intuition also said, and maybe from listening to me, realized that a very matter-of-fact approach is pretty cool too. And an intuitive coach, we follow the same principles and teaching of traditional coaching, such as setting goals or working on those beliefs or the habits. But the, I can speak for myself, I encourage people to connect with the deepest parts of themselves. And if that's hard for you, I guide you through that to your intuition and then tap into that power so you have the best consultants on board. You have your guides, you have source, you have angels, you have your soul. And that's a pretty darn good board of directors, don't you think? And oftentimes when I'm working with someone, it's helping them to have a different perspective, doing not just the bird's eye view, but having a different perspective on their business. And I'll say, okay, tell me about your week. Tell me what process you're doing. And while I'm listening to that, my 
my, yeah, my logical head and my business head is listening, but my heart and my intuitive self are scanning, 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 scanning to see what is missing here. And sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as me saying, have you had a day off in the last few months since you started this years, decades? Do you keep your head so buried in the work that you can't come up for breath? And I get that. I completely understand that. I block days out with no appointments for that reason, because there's just so much, especially if you're an appointment-driven business, there's so much that has to get done behind the scenes. But you also need the time to daydream or like when I'm doing my morning musings in my journal. Sometimes that becomes a business meeting and that feels wonderful. So if you can, sometimes it's about helping people prioritizing a break or exercise or maybe go to lunch. I've often said to those that are in, you know, Zoom meetings, one after another, after another, I'll say, okay, but in between those meetings, did you stretch? Did you get up? Did you go drink? Drink a lot of water. It'll enable you to do the steps because you'll have to go to the pote afterwards. It's it's about integrating, like I said, so that you don't get burned out and you can continue to have a love for this work, whatever it is that you're providing in the world. And that helps you stay lit up. It helps you rediscover your spark. There are going to be days where you have no spark. There are days where my aim and flame is out, but I have the practice in place to help myself get relit again. And then when I'm listening to people, the way I get relit, relit might not be the same as other people. So that's why the cookie cutter approach will not work. And being able to see your business through another person's eyes sometimes can validate why the heck you started it in the first place or what direction it's ready for next. And with intuitive coaching, yes, this is a little bit about a, a marketing thing, but it's also just to let you know what's available to you. In intuitive coaching, you get to bring in your spiritual side, so there's no separation. You know how sometimes you can have a work self and you can have a home self, and you just wish you could bring your work self to work and your home self and sometimes the work self is so efficient, you want to bring that work self home. This is the integration process. And when you are able to bring your spiritual side into business planning, it helps power you up. And we don't need to separate the two. We can bridge them and have them work brilliantly together, merge them even, and have them work brilliantly together because... <laughs> Some of the spiritual work can be mundane. Developing your intuition can be mundane. It's practice. It can be boring. But then when they're working together and you get to incorporate some practices and maybe some rituals or some clearings or some law of attraction stuff, man, it just powers it to the highest degree. Because that's, I believe, how we're meant to be living here is integrated with all of us. And at some point, we just became too industrialized. We became, that's the work person, that's the home person. So I would love for you to feel if you wanted to start a business or if you are in business already or you are a participant, I work with quite a few HR people because it helps them to do their work 
well to develop their own intuition, to be able to use that in the company that they're working in. So this practice of knowing self and bringing your beautiful being everywhere you go ought to be in everything you do. And I know that sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's really not. A lot of the times when we're coaching, we're actually relieving the extra work that somebody's been doing because you're expending so much energy. And that sound was the cat jumping off the desk that is four feet high. She's okay. She was trying to find the rabbit. That's her business. They, I don't know what they're running together. Sometimes it scares me. <laughs> and this is the beauty of having a business and working for yourself sometimes. There are perks. I, I have emotional support animals all day long. And you can go for a walk. And I want this for everybody. I want everyone to feel balanced in what they're doing. And if you're someone who wants someone else to pay the bills, like my partner, we've talked about this. He's like, no, I would not feel comfortable having my own business. I need to know what the paycheck is and where I'm heading, what I'm doing, to which I, of course, I reminded him there's no certainty in that either. But you know, he's got a good track record. He's employable. I, but for him, this would not be an idea of happiness in having his own business. So it's, it's your individual needs and your individual desires. And sometimes you might explore having a business and decide, no, thank you. So this is a little bit about the intuitive business solution. I am going to create the course again digitally. So because, of course, there's a lot more practice behind it than just the bullet points and the fresh. But I felt like I wanted to bring it up now since so many people over the pandemic have left the traditional workforce and are creating their own business and finding it challenging to create traction and to feel like they actually did the right thing. And I thought, I got to get on here and talk about business and what that means too. And to support and I, I just want you to feel like you, your life is your life and you get to do whatever you want to do and feel lit up doing that and making a pretty darn good income too, because we all deserve that. Everyone deserves to feel secure in their life. And the more that we have that, the more we could share it too. And that's a pretty beautiful thing too. Thank you for being here. If you stuck with me, this was a longer one. And let me know what you're doing in business. If you need some help, I'm here, vickybaird.com, coach Vicky Baird across the social media platforms. Although I will respond faster if you email vicky at vickybaird.com because there's so many places to check for messages that sometimes just don't get to them every day. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day, evening, night, wherever you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird. And you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I. B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.